This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today on Everyday Tech, we will discuss old age computing. Should you upgrade or replace? That is the question. You can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring to ask any tech question. That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at New Course Steel in Jackson and Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, today on Everyday Tech, we're discussing old age computing. Should you upgrade or replace that computer system or device? The decision between upgrading and replacing must begin with the question, what is the primary use for the device? You would not invest in replacing your car because you need an oil change or new tires, would you? So much like your car, the decision for replacement makes the most sense when the tool no longer meets your needs. You can join in our conversation today at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online for your tech questions. Well, let's bring the fellows in. I got my people with me. Wilton, Jeremy, good morning. How, how are you guys doing? Yeah, wonderful. How are you doing today, Michelle? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. We're halfway to the uh, Friday mark. Amen. So uh, so let's start with Jeremy. Jeremy, you're in Hattiesburg. What's going on in Hattiesburg in the tech world? Uh, a lot. We are very slammed. My, my workbench is full of work. I've got on-sites. I've got stuff all over the place. So it was nice to have a little weekend vacation uh, to uh, get away from the shop for a bit and relax. And uh, now I'm back at it, swinging as hard as I can. Speaking of vacations, did you do any work or tech anything technical while you were on vacation with your wife? No, no, I did not. Uh, I went on a dream trip, and I drove a supercar. I got to drive a McLaren MP4-12C. It's like a $230,000 automobile. Wow. Uh, has about 600 horses under the hood, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Okay, and you have great pictures, right? We'll be able to, you know, verify yeah. all this, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, absolutely. I'm glad and you did. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do any work while you were on vacation. You know, it's very easy to f- fall back into uh, answering questions and tech questions on your vacation, but you focused and had a good time. You have to make a valiant effort to not work when you uh, when you're run your own business. That's for you sure. do, you do, because it's always with you. And Wilt, 
you're out of town as well, but you're out of town on business as well, are you? Aren't you? I am. I'm actually up in Milwaukee uh, for work, so I'm having to work on my little mini vacation. And and Daniel Jeremy, my scene, the bronze funds last night here in Milwaukee does not compare to getting to drive that car, so I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> you know? But I did get my picture with the bronze funds. It's on my Facebook, so hey, there we go. I did not know he was so short. It was pretty pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and, and we went to a restaurant last night, though, and it was kind of cool that you had to actually know the password to get in, and if you didn't, you had to do all kinds of little silly things. Like we had to pretend like we were ninjas Whoa. on video cameras. So everyone in the restaurant got to see us. It was called the the safe house. The safe house. <laughs> yeah, it was like all like spy themed. So it, it it was pretty cool, but not nearly still as cool as driving that car. So okay, well, <laughs> so you know we've, what? We've been, We've been putting some new phone systems in up here. So believe it or not, I mean, phones now have become, even desk phones are now miniature computers. So we're doing some training on that up here. That's good. So like I said, it's a vacation, but you're working. You're still getting away. Milwaukee is beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it is gorgeous up here. That's good. And let me just tell you, 73 to 75 degrees during the day, definitely different from, you know, my, my lovely home state of Mississippi. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. We're at 95. When you get in your car from work, it feels like 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's get straight to uh, our topic today because we have a great topic today. A lot of people have this question. Um, they're holding on to that older device or laptop or uh, tablet or and phone. How do you know when it's time to replace or upgrade that computer or phone or tablet? And what are some questions you should ask yourself before you go into uh, replacing or upgrading? Jeremy? Well, you definitely want to ask yourself, uh, how long have you had the computer? And just exactly why is it you think that you need an upgrade? Is it slow? Because usually a slow computer can easily be fixed. I mean, if once upon a time it was fast, it can be made fast again. It's just, you know, there's certain things you got to go through and check. It could have a virus. Uh, your hard drive could be going out on you. You might need uh, some more memory or you might need to replace some memory. Um, there's a lot of just a lot of different things that uh, that can cause problems with a computer that don't necessarily mean that it needs to be replaced. Okay. Will, anything to add to that? Well, you know, that's exactly where I would look also. That, that big question, though, is what do you need it for? Um, if, if you're needing it, if it's not meeting your needs anymore, if it's not doing what you want to do, Definitely you want to look at things that you can do just to kind of clean it up. And, and like I said, there are some inexpensive steps you can take, like Jeremy was mentioning, to uh, to upgrade and get a little bit more life out of it. But if it's just strictly just not meeting your needs, maybe it's, um, you know, shutting down you a lot or something like that. And it's just not reliable. If you feel like you can't rely on it, kind of, you know, going back to the car analogy, that's really the point when you want to maybe look at replacing it. It's like, you know, at, at one point you could put enough money into something and if on the other end of it you're not going to have a good tool, then, you know, that, that would be just throwing good money after bad. I got you. I got you. Well, guess what? We have a caller early from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Amy, welcome to the show. What's your question or comment? Thank you. Um, well, thank you for taking my call. I have um, an iPad that I was given to, I was given, and I... They always ask me for the Apple ID when I'm trying to download something, so I don't know what that Apple ID is. Can, is there any way I can still use it? Uh, well, you can use it as long as you don't want to download apps. Um, oh, is there really? any way that you can? Yeah, is there any way that you can get in contact with the previous owner? Well, it's my mother who's 91. She doesn't remember, so I'm okay. 
Um, does she still have access to her email, perchance? Uh, she doesn't, no, because um, actually it was somebody else that set it all up for her, and mm-hmm. she doesn't remember who did it. And, you know, too many cooks are in the kitchen kind of thing. So. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah. so here's what I would recommend. Since you still have access to the iPad, you should mm-hmm. be able to go in, into the settings, and uh, depending on what version iPad you got, it's either going to be at the very top, uh, mm-hmm. It should say the name and the email address that that iCloud account is associated with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you could possibly, I mean, does it say your mother's name? What, what does it say? Um, don't have it with me right now. I think it okay. does. Yeah. If it says your mother's name, uh, you might be able to uh, send a forgot your password email. Um, or if at all possible, maybe get in touch with the person that set that email up. Um, most older okay. clients have a little book that they keep their passwords and stuff in. So um, okay. I would go seeking that out because if you have to reset that device or anything like that, if you don't have that password, you will not be able to get back into that iPad. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really, you have accounts, to have the passcode. That is so- that's, that's correct. The, uh, the iCloud accounts. Uh, they're they're both for convenience, you know, being able to access your data in multiple places, but they're mm-hmm. also for anti-theft. And so if somebody stole her iPad yeah. and tried to reset it, they wouldn't be able to get back into it. Okay. Well, thank oh, you. Thank, thank you, Amy. One for... more question. <laughs> okay. Actually. Um, and then I have a really old computer, so this is on topic. Um, and I it was a Dell. I bought it um, in 2008. And I just recently replaced it, but I still have it. Is there anything I can do with it? I mean, you know, I don't know what to do. I hate to throw away a computer. I mean, it was working, but it was so slow. I guess the programs were so slow. They were old. So I think new programs are so, you know, you get things in the Internet that are probably newer, and then your computer can't read it really because the applications are older. You know what I mean? Is that what happens? no, we're not quite. If you bought it in 08, it should have a current enough processor that it could still handle things. It might still be a little sluggish, but you asked what you should do with it, and definitely throwing it away is the opposite of what we want you to do with it. Um, you could either take okay. it into a place that could recycle it, like Best Buy or something like that, or okay. what I highly recommend is find a school or a church or something that you could donate it to. Um, there are a lot of budding computer engineers like myself out there. Uh, who okay. wish that somebody would give them something like that so they could learn to do what I do every day. I mean, I would have loved that when I was a kid. So definitely I would look into like a school maybe oh, okay. and see if there's somewhere you could donate it there. And do I have to clean it off first? Is that, you know, they... Not oh. unless there's some sensitive data on there that you just absolutely want to protect. Okay. They can take care of that. They can dump mm-hmm. all stuff. And... They sure can. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Amy, for calling in from Ocean Springs. We're going to go to Florence, Mississippi next and speak with Roger. Roger, thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment? Well, good morning. Comment. I'm a loyal listener, and I really appreciate what you do. And you guys calling in from wherever you are, that's that's impressive. Thank you. Uh, We have, my wife and I have two old uh, MacBooks, Apple MacBooks. Hers is probably 14 years old. Mine's probably 12, 11 or 12. The uh, I've forgotten exactly what the operating system is, but it's no longer supported. It hasn't been for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I keep running into uh, trying to click on a on a on a on a site or on a something that I have that I want to get to, and it won't work. And everybody else can, and I can't. And mm-hmm. it's it's most likely because my operating system is not up to date. I've tried to keep the keep the uh, what's the uh, 
anyway, one of the things that you can update all the time, and I've tried to keep that. Safari and, yeah. yeah. Well, Safari, they won't update it anymore. It's not right. It's not supported. So, so that's so one if you're running, the other has If, if you're running a Mac that's 12 to 14 years old, uh, the operating system on it really isn't going to be compatible with most things these days. Um, do you have the white ones, or do you have the yes, uh, yes. silver aluminum? The white ones? White, yes. Yeah, the the white ones, um, depending on the type of processor that's in it, they really can't go any further, unfortunately. Uh, there's, a, there's a point that you can take them up to, and then that's it. They can't, they can't go any further than that. And that point that they're being brought to now is also being outdated. So really, at this point, um, in your case, it would be good to start looking into a newer computer. Okay, that's, that's probably the answer, and I don't like to hear it. But Now, the other yes, question sir. is, one of her, hers is the oldest, and its battery just kept getting worse and worse and finally just quit it. It'll work mm-hmm. fine, plugged in, but there's no battery. I guess it goes through the battery, and it gets kind of warm when you were looking at pictures and stuff like that. That's about all we do with it, but you mm-hmm. can't get a battery. Do you know, Apple doesn't want, I can't get it through Apple, and I've tried other places, and they say they got them, and then they don't have them. Is there any solution to that? If we well, want to just uh, to keep it for the pictures that are on, she's got 9,000 pictures on her computer. Well, see, now on those white ones, um, if you were to, uh, it is possible to remove the hard drive from them and actually pull your photos off and put them on a newer computer. So even if the battery died or even if the unit wasn't able to come on, there's still a chance that you would be able to get your photos off of it. I'm pretty, um, sure, that's, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's correct. We've, I've been using a, uh, and again, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a, Oh gosh, five tetrabyte, you know, some huge little uh, plug-in mm-hmm. uh, device that that we that I update every uh, month or so, and it's supposed oh, okay. to take the entire. So you... It's supposed to have everything that's on the computer, and then we've got. So I'm hoping that it's in there. I don't know if it's in there or not. Well, if you're Project. making a complete backup, then it should be. But even if your backup failed. As long as your hard drive is still readable, you can always yeah. pull it out and put it in an enclosure and then pull all of your photos and everything off. Yeah. Okay, but no, the battery solution, there is none, right? Uh, well, actually, um, if you've looked on Amazon, um, they sometimes yeah. have those older batteries for those white ones. Um, it is kind of hard to get one that, that isn't a dud or at least doesn't become a dud. Right. Um, and right. then also um, eBay uh, for uh, individual parts that that might be a place to get it, but with the the age of that MacBook at this point, I would say it's time to time to migrate your stuff to a new system. Um, so I would definitely be looking into that soon. All right, thank you, uh, Roger from Florence. Thank you for calling in and um, being a supporter of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate you, and we're gonna look for your call on our drive day so you can help support more MPB programming and continue this great show. All right. So when we come back from break, we'll continue with Wilton Jeremy as they can answer your computer questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online.
informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Music radio is classical music, but much more. You can hear jazz, folk and bluegrass, and of course, Mississippi's own the blues and music is featured on shows like a prairie home companion and the mississippi arts hour access music radio online at mpbonline.org via the mpb app or with an hd radio receiver music all day every day on mpb's music radio this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts and Jeremy. If you're just tuning in, today's topic is old age computing. Should you upgrade or replace? So give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online. If you have any computer questions or comments. Now Jeremy and Wills, let me ask you a question. What can be upgraded on systems? Um especially computers. What can you upgrade? Well, one of the one of the easiest things to really upgrade on a lot of them is is the memory. We sometimes refer to that as the RAM, but that's kind of the uh, the working area of the computer, and it, it can really make a really big impact, a really big difference. And it's one of those things that pretty much anyone can do. It's it's a fairly easy process to open up as long as your computer will allow it. Some of your newer tablet-style computers, such as like a Microsoft Surface and some of those, you can't quite get into them. But if it's a computer that can can be upgraded, and it's pretty easy to tell if it can be upgraded. Uh, that's something really simple that most users can do. Okay. So, um, Jeremy, it, there's, uh, y'all probably do quite a few hard drive replacements down there, I would presume? Yeah, most of our hard drive replacements aren't upgrades necessarily, but just replacing old damaged ones. But when we talk about upgrading our hard drive, we talk about what we can do with what we already have. So if you have a laptop that you can fit a drive in, that that you can remove the drive from, then you can easily upgrade to solid state. And solid state is like the equivalent of your flash memory drives that you plug in the side of your computer, which means they, they, uh, they retrieve data much faster. So um, I've put solid states in three of my own computers, and my boot time went from, you know, a minute to 20 seconds. I mean, it's just amazing how, how much of a difference a solid-state drive can make uh, in your system. But um, other upgrades that we could talk about, aside from your RAM and your hard drive, would be your operating system itself. And in most cases these days, if you have a computer that's running at least Windows 7, you can still be upgraded to the most current operating system, Windows 10, which is where a lot of people want to go nowadays because, um, like Roger was having a problem with his operating system being incompatible, uh, we have some listeners that are still on Windows XP or Windows Vista that need to upgrade in order to continue to get the same security benefits that the rest of us users on the more current operating systems are getting. So, Jeremy and Wilts, you know, you guys are talking above my head today. I mean, he's talking about RAMs, and he's not talking about the RAM with the horns. Okay, so <laughs> let me break that down a little bit. So your RAM 
is like a box that you store your programs in. You don't store your files and your pictures and stuff like that. That goes on your hard drive. But your RAM is what your programs actually open up in. So a lot of the times when we have somebody who has a slower computer, you actually give them a bump in RAM. Say they have four gigabytes and you want to give them six or eight, they will see a significant speed increase in their system because they opened up the amount of memory available to the operating system for programs to be loaded into. Okay. Does that make it a little easier to... You know what? Not really, but you know what? I feel... <laughs> I think you helped someone out there. Speaking of someone out there, we have uh, Alan from Brandon. Brandon, uh, Alan, what's your comment or question? Uh, hi, Michelle Wilson, Jeremy. Yeah, I, I wanted to do a follow-up on Amy's call from Ocean Springs, uh, uh, I know there's a lot of security now for people when iPads and iPhones get stolen and stuff. And I know there's a, a Find My iPhone you can set up. I, I'm a little concerned that maybe her question wasn't wasn't totally addressed. I know she she inherited an iPad from her mother or grandmother or something. It seemed like, and when that happens, I, I'm not always sure people are always real good about resetting their phones and stuff for before they sell them to someone. So can't you, isn't there an option for you to take a, a device you've gotten that way you've either inherited from somebody or bought from somebody and like set up your own Apple ID where you can, where you can use that device and, and, and not, start fresh and stuff. I, I'm not really sure. Not if, was there's, if there's one that's already signed into the device, I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, if there's one that's already signed into the device, you can, you have to be able to sign into that account in order to sign that old user out. So if it's if it's her iCloud account and she said it was at the top and it said her name, so that that that's most likely the account that the password is missing on. If you lose the iCloud account password, if you reset that device, it's as good as a paperweight if you don't have that password. Yeah, and Apple cannot override it. We we've run into that with. Um, we had a, a teammate at work that was actually um, involuntarily let go, and we got his phone. Well, since, of course, he wasn't going to give us that information, that phone literally, even though we could prove that we owned it, there was nothing we could do, and Apple could not unlock it. Really? Crazy. So, so it, I, 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 you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I like to study human behavior, and I, and I, and I know that there's got to be lots of times where people – either sell a device or whatever and, and don't do the steps to, uh, to unlock it or, or, or sign out or reset it or, or whatever the different steps are. So you're, you're just saying, well, I, I guess it sounds real good and sounds real like it's real security conscious, but it sounds to me like it's just a way for people to have to buy more Apple products. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, it's kind yeah. of both, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Um, I have to tell people on a weekly basis that, uh, you know, they bought a phone off of Facebook or whatever, uh, that they paid way too much for something that they can't use because there's uh, it's it's darn near impossible to bypass that iCloud. I've looked into it before, and it is, I mean, it's a pretty tight system. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Alan from Brandon, for calling in with that comment. And, you know, that's real important. If you give a computer or a tablet to just say the Boys and Girls Club or whatever, how do you um, reset those settings so another uh, company or after school program can use it? So you need to go in and sign out of your iCloud account. And then you need to go into settings and go to general, scroll all the way down and go to reset. 
and remove all the content from that device. It should say erase all content and settings. And before you buy a device, you need to make sure that the device is reset and that you have uh, attempted to sign in to, like, to actually activate it. If you get the phone in your hand and it says get started, that does not mean that it's a working phone. That means that it can be activated. So you can go through the steps, and when you get to the end, after you've set up the Wi-Fi connection and all that, if it still has somebody signed into it, it's going to have the first initial of their email, a bunch of black dots afterward, and then at blackdots.com. So it won't even tell you if they're at Gmail or whatever. If you don't remember that email, you have a very expensive paperweight on your hands. Oh, wow. Well, thank yeah, you. I, I'm, I'm glad he called in and asked that you know, for us uh, to know how to do that. Thank you, Jeremy. And we yeah, recommend and a follow-up where that came from. Y'all may remember the whole fiasco with San Bernardino when uh, when that incident happened out in California. Uh-huh. And, all, and all the news was, was out there about Apple unlocking the, uh, the suspect's iPhones. That's where this is actually this, – that's where this kind of actually um, falls back into. It, it is locked to that point to where Apple wasn't even able to open it. They had to go through, through hacking measures to get to it that were more than likely very expensive. Is it illegal? So what if it's you know, subpoenaed and it's for a court case or something? It cannot be unlocked? It, it Apple cannot has be. a lot of money. <laughs> Apple has yep. a lot of money and very powerful lawyers, and they would not do it for the feds. They will not do it for anyone. Oh, my. I wanted to elaborate uh-huh. slightly, if I could. Yeah. Um, as far as the phone thing goes, the best thing to do if you don't know what you're doing is go to your carrier, meet that person there, and get them to switch it over in their system. They'll tell you if it's blacklisted. They'll be able to reset it. They'll be able to do everything that you need to get that phone going because there are so many different little ways that I have seen my clients get the wool pulled over their eyes. You can have a perfectly working iPhone that does not read SIMs. What good does that do you if you need to make phone calls? It doesn't do you any good at all. So you have to make sure that you test it out 100% because there's a lot of ways that somebody could get one over on you. Very good. We're going to go to Clinton now and speak with Lisa. Lisa, thank you for calling. What's your question or comment? Hi. um, I have an Apple uh, iPad 2, and my cord has died. And I wondered if they could suggest where I might find a new one, because I don't believe Apple Store carries uh, accessories for older items. You should still be able to find those at, like, Walmart or Best Buy, I would think. Um, As well as I would also suggest, I'm actually looking right now, I believe, because we have a couple of those uh, iPad 2s up at work, and I believe the last time I got some was at Amazon. Yeah, you can definitely find them at Amazon. Okay. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of stuff out there that says it's for app. Maybe that's the stuff coming from China, and then it well, doesn't work. Well, you're right to be cautious about that, because if it doesn't have the MFI rating, the made-for iPhone rating, I wouldn't use it with my device. So I wouldn't just go out there and buy one from CVS, because they got them you know, all rolled up right there by the registers and everything. Uh-huh. But they, you never know how long mm-hmm. they'll last or if they'll do anything negative to your phone. Okay, so MFI rating? Yes, you MFI, said? made for iPhone. Oh, yeah, okay. And i tell you what, I, I just went on uh, Amazon, and it's one of the Amazon Choice items, and it's only six ninety nine. And It's an iPad. They, they call it an iPad 4S cable, but that is for the 4S, the iPad 1, 2, 3. Um, actually, what I searched for on that one is I just did a search for iPad 2 charger, uh-huh. and about the fourth or fifth item down on there, it had a big Amazon's Choice next to it. 
that kind of popped on up, and it did actually say it is made. It is MFI certified. Hot dog. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Thank Bye. you, uh, Lisa from Clinton. Hope they answered your question and go ahead and go on Amazon and get that for $6. All right. When we come back from break, we'll head back to the phone lines and go to Memphis and speak with Bill. And you can still join our conversation on replacing or updating systems. If you have any tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So we can answer all of your tech questions. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilts and Jeremy. Now, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about whether to replace updated and outdated systems. We've had some great questions on the phone, um, but we still want you to call in. So please give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and online at everydaytech at mpbonline. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to Memphis right now and speak with Bill. Memphis, Bill, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. What's your question or comment this morning? My question is regarding password. I have a financial account, and when I log in, it defaults to a username that's incorrect. How can I get it to not default to that username? So what browser are you using there? Um, it's uh, Google. Chrome? Okay. So if you will go into your Google Chrome and you'll go up to the uh, top right corner, you'll see three little dots that should, uh, if you mouse over, it will say Customize and Control Google Chrome. Uh-huh. And at the top now, they've added a search bar, so they make this real easy for you to get to. You type the word passwords. Yes. And then it should pop up under passwords and forms. There'll be an option that says manage passwords. You just click on that. You go in there and find the website where that uh, faulty information is popping up, and you click on the three dots on the right and hit remove. Super. Um, I have a, another question regarding an iPhone 5C. All right. It has a notes app in it, and every now and then, my notes get garbled. By that, I mean it'll add, like, an, another word or a letter to something. I haven't touched it. Just, autom- you know, something adds those things to it. Do you know if that's a common problem? It's, it's more of a nuisance. It's not anything that I can't live with. Sounds to me like it might be coming on in your pocket and your predictive text might be picking up on some screen touches somehow. Um, how often does that happen? Uh, it's irregular. It's not okay. Common. Do you have a lock code on your phone? I do. Okay. Well, that's odd if you have a lock code on there. Wilts, uh, you ever heard of any notes getting garbled? Uh, 
no, actually, I use notes pretty extensively and have not seen that. Um, I was kind of shaking my head positively along whenever you were sitting there saying about possibly, um, um, you know, getting a little predictive text going, going, uh, gone wild in the pocket there. You're <laughs> right. Yeah, that one. Uh, and actually, I'm kind of googling it up there, trying to see if anybody else has seen that. That is, yeah, that is definitely a new one on me. With a lock code on there, especially, that's very, very odd. Um, hmm. Uh, have you checked to see if there uh, are any updates for your operating system or anything like that? Well, I'm on the latest. Oh, you're on the latest, and you're still having that issue. And even after upgrading, have you consistently had that issue? You know, I'm not sure. Okay. Actually, yes, I am. Yes, I. It even ever. Yes. It. I. I. For example, I have a new neighbor, so I wouldn't forget. I put his name in to my notes. Mm-hmm. His name is His name is Lee. L E E. And just this morning, before I called, I, I wanted. To, I saw him, and I wanted to make sure I had his name right. And uh, it put an L E E D, the letter D as in David, to his name. Hmm. That sounds like predictive text picking something up incorrectly. Um, okay, so it is possible for you to remove the app, but before you do it, you need to make sure that you've got all your notes backed up because it will wipe out all your user data. In other words, reinstall the app? Is that what you're suggesting? Pretty much, yes, sir. Uh, but make sure you do a backup before you do it because from okay. what I can see on Apple's page, it says it will remove the data. Then I, uh, I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> Well, if you if you back it up, or if you can get a way to back up your notes, uh, you can remove the app and reinstall it, and then reinstate all your data to it, and that should fix the problem. It sounds to me like it's just kind of got a corrupted installation or something. Okay, as I say, it's just a nuisance. It's not that big a deal. Um, yes, sir. If, if you have time, and if there are other callers, don't bother. I'm curious, what's the best way to have the longest battery life on your laptop? What what's what what's the most effective way? You know, do you keep it on all the time? Do you unplug it? What what's the best way to get the longest battery life? The longest battery life is going to come from being disciplined in plugging up and discharging your battery on a regular basis, as well as keeping your screen brightness low and keeping your uh, your hardware performance low as well. Um, uh, there should be a battery friendly mode in there, battery saver, something to that effect. Uh, that you can select to squeeze the most life out of your battery. But as far as longevity of your battery goes, you need to occasionally unplug it, let the battery go all the way down to the point where your computer tells you that it needs to be recharged, and then plug it back up. Right. Thank you so much for those questions and comments. Well, Jeremy, we it sounds like your vacation really helped you recharge. <laughs> yeah, I am sharp as tack, aren't I? You um, are. Also, for Bill, um, I want to suggest him maybe try another note-taking app like Evernote. And see if the same thing doesn't happen, because I'm still thinking that maybe it's just your predictive text is somehow picking up incorrect input. And, you know, Jeremy, I wanted to say I didn't want, you know, I'm not an expert, but I think I know what he's talking about. In my notes, I have an iPhone. You can type in Lee and it's going to put the D because it doesn't recognize Lee. It recognizes lead or lead right. or something. So it always changes my words when, like you said, predictive texting. I didn't want that to be there and I go back and it looks I'm like I didn't type that but because of, that's what it recognizes it changes the word to whatever it, it, they think it should be 
Right. Yeah, my phone does the same thing. Predictive text, in my opinion, is is more of a time waster because you have to go back and fix whatever it is that it incorrectly predicted. And I have a lot of funny stories about people text, texting someone the <laughs> wrong thing because oh, yeah. you didn't mean to say that. And, you know, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know that went like that. And my daughter texts me back and say, what did you mean by this? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, my God, it just <laughs> changes what you're trying to say. We like it sometimes, but sometimes, like you said, it's a nuisance. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to go to Macon right now and speak to Rick. He's back on topic with upgrading. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Fine. How's it going there? Thanks for taking my call. Okay. What's your question or comment? Yeah, I um, have a Windows 10 uh, laptop, Toshiba. and it, Well, it's not a Windows 10. It was originally a Windows 7. I upgraded mm-hmm. to Windows 10. And since I've done that, I've found I used to use uh, my HDMI port on my computer to hook up to my TV, and that doesn't work anymore. And the other problem I'm having is that it doesn't do any more updates to the next version. I'm like okay. I'm running version uh, fifteen eleven, I think, right now, and it hasn't done the next two. So, um, with your HDMI issue, it sounds to me like maybe the drivers got corrupted when you uh, upgraded to Windows ten. What you need uh-huh. to do is go to the manufacturer's website and put in your model number for your laptop and download the new. It's going to be either video or VGA drivers uh, for your laptop for Windows okay. ten. Sure. That's a new video or which? Uh, VGA. Okay. Oh, the other part on that was it won't yes, up, uh, Windows 10 won't update to the next version. I think it was 16.04. It started looping and looping, and I, I left it on. I, I tried that, and then I had to stop it. Then I tried again, let it run overnight, and it still wouldn't download that newer version. And then there's a newer version that's come out since then of Windows 10. Okay, and you're st- like still, even with the newer version, it still just spins and spins and spins? Well, it doesn't even, it, it, I get a, a, a nice message that says, oh, couldn't update at this time, try again later. And I do, uh, and uh-huh. I'm just, yeah. So do are I you on? Uh, are you on a wireless connection, or are you on like cable or DSL? It's uh, It's wireless, yeah. It's wireless? Okay, it's possible because you're on a wireless connection that you cannot download those updates. Um, I would try taking it to somewhere that has wireless, maybe maybe even a McDonald's or something like that, and trying to do my updates again because it's, it just seems strange that it, it just refuses to fetch the update. Okay, so my um, if, if I uh, do a direct connection to my computer at home, it's like I have Mediacom cable, and uh, it's there. Uh, that's the... That's the um, um, my uh, internet that I I purchased from them, mm-hmm. and uh, so if I do a hard cable to the computer and let it run that okay, way no, without it, I'm sorry. I actually I, we've got our terms mixed up here. When I said wireless, I meant like a wireless internet connection, as far as like C Spire or Verizon or something like that. If you oh. have a home cable connection, then you should have plenty of bandwidth to support yeah. that update. So it looks like we've got a bigger problem here. Um, we may need you to email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org um, to uh, to receive further assistance on this issue because it looks like we're going to have to go in and uh, fix some updates that are broken. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if I should just try to reload, uh, you know, go back to Windows 7 and then reload Windows 10 again. I didn't know. If I should. Uh, well, so you well, got some of the 10 updates, right? Oh yeah, it's, it's running now. The Windows version fifteen, uh, Windows ten version fifteen eleven. Uh huh. I don't think you should Apparently have to go back. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Wilson. 
I was going to say, there is one little small thing that you might can um, can try. If you uh-huh. will right-click on your Start button on that computer uh-huh. and select Settings, when you go under Settings, and you, uh, one of the icons in there will be called Update and Security. Uh-huh. And you can click that, and then you'll see uh, over to the left is going to be an option for Troubleshoot. And we can definitely email this out to anybody who may... Um, okay. Need this as well, but once you click troubleshoot, one of the troubleshooting options is Windows Update. Resolve problems that are preventing you from updating Windows. Sometimes this will actually clear out some of those corrupted files. Uh-huh. Um, it's helped on quite a few computers. We had a very similar problem at work, and this helped a lot of them out. It's okay. Not, but it did not help 100% of them, but it helped about 90% of them. So that might just be a really quick, easy thing, but definitely, and going back to what yeah. Jeremy was saying, definitely yeah. shoot us an email. I'm part, of that, yeah, I'm part of that 10% because I like that. <laughs> oh, you, you did that and it did not work? Yeah. Okay. We've got some instructions that we'd like to send you, so just send the show an email, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible to get this resolved for you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Rick, for calling in. And we also want to let everyone know if you do have a question and you call in and it just, you know, they just don't have enough time to go in depth, you can email the show at mpbonline.org slash everyday tech. They really monitor the uh, website and they will answer your question. So when we come back from break, you still have time to chime in on our conversation. Now we want to hear your questions or comments. So call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 And of course, online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. This is MPB Think Radio. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Welcome back. Today on Everyday Tech, we've been discussing replacing or upgrading outdated systems. Now there's still time to reach us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464 and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now before the break, fellas, we were talking about upgrading systems and passcodes and things like that. So what are some of the risks of using outdated equipment? So with outdated equipment, you run into the problem mainly with software. Not so much that the hardware can't still hang. It's just that the software, in terms of security, in terms of uh, the way that data is handled now, we try to do things in a much more secure way that the older operating systems, they, they, can't, they can't handle. Also, uh, there is some hardware stuff that, that does get upgraded that allows more security on the newer systems. For the most part, though, as long as someone is running somewhere between Windows 7 and uh, or uh, um, uh, Mac uh, OS 10 Yosemite, um, they should be still able to get most of the updates that are out there. Uh, they, at this point, are not to the point where they are outdated, but it's getting closer to the point where it is. Now, I know for a fact Windows 7 is going to be supported until 2021. Um, I, don't, I don't know about the Mac operating system, but as long as you're using Windows 7, you're still in that, that window of safety at the moment. Okay, Wilton, I know you work with your company as well. Uh, what's the importance of updating systems for offices? 
Well, just being able to make sure that whatever is coming down the pipe, you can actually run it. Um, you know, when I start thinking about that, I start thinking about some of our financial systems and um, even something as simple as printers. Having an old, older, outdated operating system on some things will actually prevent some printers from being able to work for you. So it really kind of limits your ability to take advantage of newer technology. Uh, it also limits your availability to support. Um, you know, even going beyond the, you know, the Windows and the Mac operating system, some of your other programs that you may put in there, say even, you know, older versions of Word, maybe, um, you know, say like a Quicken or anything like those kind of programs, at some point those software manufacturers also are going to say that, hey, we, we can't support you anymore. It's just not fiscally, you know, viable for us to continue this. So you do lose some of your options for getting help if you run into problems. We're going to go to Memphis now and speak with Joy. Joy, thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment? Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. I have a home computer that I updated to Windows 10, and the print screen option will not work now. Is there a way to fix that? Uh, that's a pretty strange one. I've uh, never heard of that. Uh, so you hit the print screen button, and it does not uh, take a picture of your screen. Correct. If it does, okay. I don't know where the picture is going. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Typically, when you hit print screen, it actually saves it to your clipboard so you can paste it into something. So when you hit the print screen button, you need to open up paint or something like that and hit paste and see if it did, in fact, take a snapshot. Now, there is another tool in Windows that you can use called the snipping tool, which also mm -hmm. allows you to take a screenshot and will allow you to actually cut out a certain area of the screen that you want if you don't want everything on the screen. So I would try it with paint, and then if you still do not get your button, I would suggest using the snipping tool. Okay. I think the difference was that before I um, upgraded it, the system, it it automatically popped up a window that said, you have printed this screen, and I could go mm -hmm. right into it from there, and it doesn't do that now. That so. sounds like some kind of third-party software like Snagit or something like that. That allows you to do that and does um, take those and put them in a location for you to edit them or do whatever you want to. Okay. But as far as Windows goes, it doesn't actually have anything built into it that does that. So it sounds like a program that just doesn't work with Windows 10. All right. Thank you, Joy, from Memphis. Hope that helps and you get that problem fixed. We're going to go back to Jackson now and speak with Bill. Bill, thank you for calling in. What's your question or comment? Yeah, my question is I have an iPad 2, so it's several years old, and it is slow opening and often will not open some applications. Is there a reason for this problem? Is there a, slow, is there a solution to it? And I'm, I am operating the latest uh, 9.35, which is the latest iOS that's available for it. Okay, so I believe that is the problem. Uh, the iPad 2 was the you know second iteration of the iPad, and um, it, it it did pretty well with version 8 on iOS, but I have not noticed it handling version 9 very well. This is usually when I have clients come to me and say, hey, my phone is slow or my iPad is slow. What's going on? And it's just that it really can't handle those later updates. So I say after about two and a half to three years of having the iPad, don't upgrade the iOS anymore because it's just going to slow it down and you're going to experience what you're experiencing. Okay. Now, you may also benefit from double-tapping your home button and actually closing out a bunch of programs. Um, I that do that frequently. Help. 
Okay, see, if you do that frequently and you're still having issues, it sounds to me like that update just did not take well to that hardware. Okay. All right. Is there any way to to revert back? There is no way to revert back, unfortunately. Apple does not build uh, steps backward in mind. Okay. Let me add a different comment, if I may. I have used the Windows 10 upgrade assistance you referenced earlier, and it Mm -hmm. solved the problem of my computer not upgrading. No, it's awesome. So just All so right. you know, well, it, it, it worked out well. Score one for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very well. Thank, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank yes, you, sir. Bill. Thank you. We're glad we were able to fix that issue. You know, we always like for you, if you do have a comment or question, uh, give us a call because if we fix something that you could not figure out, let us know. You know, that helps us know that we're doing a good job. All right. Thank you so much. I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, upgrading, we talked about this off air, but, you know, should you upgrade to the newest and best thing all the time? Because it seems like as soon as you get a, a 6, here's the 7. As soon as you get a 7, here's a 7S. And as soon as you get a 7S, here's the 8. I mean, when do you know when it's the right time to upgrade? Well, at its core functionality, it's a phone. And that's what you're going to use it for. You're going to put the same apps on your new one that you did your old one. And when it comes down to it, you're going to use it basically the same way. It might be a little flashier. It might have a better camera. But overall, it's going to be the same thing. Now, that's not to discourage anybody who wants to go out and get a new phone. In fact, I got me a Galaxy S8 Plus this year, and I like it a lot. That doesn't mean in a year or two that I don't want to change out for the new one. But it, it just depends on what a client needs, and that's how I always do it. Is it what, what, what do you need out of that device? And if most people are just looking for something to text and check uh, Internet stuff and, and just communicate with people, then just about any old phone will do. I understand. And uh, I know, Wilt, you have some comments on that, but we're going to try to get Jeremy's poem in. Jeremy, go ahead. Okay, real quick here. Uh, reinstalling your operating system can also fix a lot of speed problems that people have. Now that I've burnt that time, here we go. To toss or to upgrade, to be state-of-the-art or settle for subpar. There are so many choices, so listen to our voices. We've been able to browse the web since 1991, so find an old computer. Maybe it'll still run. Or maybe go for something newer, a dual-core processor and four gigs of RAM, no fewer. Now you can compute with the masses for web browsing word processing, and online classes. I like that. I like that. And uh, Dave, I'm sorry we can't get to you. You're calling from Bethel Springs, Tennessee, but you can always email the show at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And, of course, Wilton Jeremy, they will answer your question. Thanks for calling in. All right. You've been listening to Everyday Tech. Thank you for joining us today. Our board operator was Java Chapman, and our phone screener was Kevin Farrell. I'm Michelle McAdoo, your producer, and we love for you to call in our show. So if you missed any part of this show and want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. For Wilt Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I am Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for the original Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo at 11. This is MPB Think Radio.